It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn's fall camp continues on. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day, or in this case, maybe your second listen, maybe your third. We're putting out so much content during our fall camp. Hopefully you guys are enjoying all of it, but welcome on in. So we got a little bit more time than we normally do uh, at the practice viewing window earlier today. We got it out there, gosh, probably a little after 9.30 and let us stay there until about 10 after, which is exciting. And so the first thing everyone noticed was Jarquez Hunter is back. We don't have to uh, keep asking ourselves that question anymore. Now, there is the element of like, what does that mean? Is he going to play? But he's back out there, which is certainly encouraging. And was out there seen with the ones. Granted, most of the running backs were there with the ones. It was different quarterbacks handing off the ball to them. We'll get to that in a second. But exciting stuff when you look at um, when you look at Jarquez Hunter being back. And then another angle of this that I think is worth noting is uh, Justin Hokinson of On3, AuburnLive.com pointed this out. I didn't, I didn't pick up on this, but he noted it that they kept telling him, like, you're not allowed to walk, Jarquez Hunter. You have to run everywhere. There's no walking for you, which maybe that's part of his punishment. It's probably not a bad practice for your starting running back anyway, but uh, needless to say, that was certainly part of that. And then we got to see a lot of team-type things, and the the interesting thing is with the ones – Today, we saw Robbie Ashford and Holden Gariner. Now, we don't know which one got the first reps because we kind of came out as the drill was going on. Assuming it just started, Robbie got the snaps first. And then when the ones were back out there, it was Holden Gariner. But we normally all go outside. As you can see, if you're watching live, the video there, they were inside during this portion. And we <laughs> it was kind of just feel like, are we allowed to go in there? And then we all kind of walked in there at once and didn't say anything. So we didn't come in at the very beginning of this drill, but it does appear that Robbie Ashford was the first one there. At least that's what we saw. And then they went with the twos that was led by Peyton Thorne. And then when the ones came back out, uh, Holden Gurner was with them. And then the group after that was Hank Brown leading kind of the rest of the offense. So, a lot to like about that, especially if you're a Robbie fan. And look, for all the folks that said the order didn't matter, props to you. Uh, this is a victory for you. There's no question about it. But Robbie looked good. And and you can see some of the throws uh, I caught on camera, and we'll, we'll talk about those um, later. But exciting stuff there. Everything else kind of looked the same when you talk about um, who all was lining up where the starting offense outside of Robbie slash holding Gariner was the same. Rivaldo Fairweather was at tight end. Your main wide receivers on the starting offense was Camden Brown. It was Nick Mardner, and it was Jay Fair. And then your running backs rotated. We saw Jarquez Hunter and Robbie Ashford together, which is exciting. We also saw some Jeremiah Cobb in with the starters. And we saw Damari Austin with the starters, which is kind of what I think we'll we'll see over the course of the season, which is uh, exactly what we talked about on this morning's edition of Locked on Auburn when Philip Montgomery said they may go with that running back by committee approach. I certainly think that's what we're going to see, three or four running backs there. We may have seen Brian Batty as well. I didn't notice him, but that does not mean he, that he was 
not involved in that rotation. Um, as far as the offensive line, it was the same, but there was some rotating going on there. So from left to right, they started with, to our knowledge, they started with Dylan Wade, then Tate Johnson at left guard, Avery Jones at center, at right guard. It was Cam Stutz and at right tackles Gunnar Britton, which is what we've seen over and over and over and over again. There's nothing really surprising there. If you're in the live chat, you can see Marcus Davis at the edge of the shot. The dude has not stopped coaching. He's really, really impressed with me. Try to watch him if you can. But the uh, the interesting thing then after that regarding the offensive line is you saw Jeremiah Wright rotating in with Tate Johnson instead of Tate Johnson at that left guard spot, which is what a lot of people predicted is how camp would start, right? That Jeremiah Wright would be the starting left guard, not Tate Johnson. And then when you saw him do that, uh, Tate Johnson played left and right guard with the twos from what I could pick up on. Also, with the second-team offensive line, you saw Dylan Cinda, um, which I, I think is something that was uh, nice to see because I think it's pretty clear he's like part of the future of this offensive line just based off of, you know, he's a four-star kid, um, and he just hasn't played a whole lot. But I think if he was a part of this year's class, which he would have been, I think there'd be a lot more energy around him. He's just kind of unique how Auburn was able to uh, to acquire him. So that was that. And that was really pretty much the entire offense. Uh, seemed to like watch Caleb Burton a lot. He's not with the ones, but Caleb Burton is a guy that I do think is going to play. He's going to play more so, I believe, than I thought he would when he first transferred from Ohio State to Auburn which is exciting. It's probably good for the program. It's good for him. Um, as far as other guys that stood out to me, looking at the defense, and I didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at the defenders, and you know, I think you can see it in this video in a second, but Eugene Asante looks ginormous. Like He really, 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 really looks the part, and he moves so well. Uh, I'm still excited to see what he could possibly do with this linebacker battle. And then outside of that, the starting defensive line that I saw today, and once again, this is when we got in there, and it doesn't fully make sense for these all to be starters, but I do think you're going to see eight guys probably rotate on the starting defense, but you saw Masai and Asili Kite at defensive end, which is what we saw the first time, and then you saw Justin Rogers, Lawrence Johnson, and then Steven Sings at Jack. I haven't really talked about him a whole lot. That probably was the second group, but the reason I thought it was a start is because we saw Masili uh, or Messiah and Asili Kite out there, but that's probably the second group. And it's just, that's when we happen to um, happen to walk in one other note, and then we'll get to questions and comments and just general responses and thoughts. But there was a moment when Jeremiah Cobb was in where he lined up at slot receiver. Yes. Freshman running back, Jeremiah Cobb, he lined up at slot receiver. And then when they were doing their cadence, he would motion back in, and he was like, uh, it wasn't a jet sweep motion because he ran behind the quarterback, but it was the same kind of idea. I think they call that orbit in a lot of offenses. I don't know if that's exactly what they're going to call it in this offense or not, but worth noting, we talked about how effective Jeremiah Cobb was as a receiver at the high school level. We think that he can do that at this level. Um, and he's the only running back I saw do that was Jeremiah Cobb. Once again, we only get a little bit of a window and they stretch for 10 minutes of our 40-ish minute window today, but still worth noting. All right. Questions. Does anybody have questions for 
today. Obviously, Jarquez Hunter returning is the big story. The second story is it's Holden Gurn and Robbie Ashford that got the most reps with the ones. And then outside of that, everybody else is kind of staying put. Maybe Jeremiah Wright taking some snaps with the starters as far as what we've been able to see. Um, maybe that's the third biggest story of the day. Um, but yeah, hit me up with any kind of questions. Would love to chit chat with you. I love everybody in the live chat saying hello to my mother. So there we go. TK says, I want 10 wins. We need all three of them boys to get there. You're talking about quarterbacks. I don't know if that's true. You need a lot of things to get to 10 wins though, TK. There's no question. No question um, about that. Yes, and uh, I think I do think there were some Auburn folks that were definitely rubbing it in people's faces that Jarquez Hunter is back, but still, we don't know like to what extent Jarquez Hunter is actually back. We know he was at practice, but we don't know. I mean, he still could miss games. We we don't know. I'm not saying that he is going to miss games or he's not. We just we just don't know. We just don't know. Um, Reed asked. Zach, why do you think we saw so little of Thorne just practice rotation? Uh, as far as like today goes, I mean, it's it's what the coaches have been saying and it's what you guys have been so eager to tell me over and over and over again that rotation is going to happen. And look, Reed, we see 30 minutes of this, you know, several hour practice. We only see such a little part of it. And a big chunk of what we see is actual stretching. And the, today was a lot of drills. So you know, those videos I just played of like the offense and things like that, that that's that's fun and all, but that was pretty much the bulk of that that session. And then they did stretching. And then, like you see now, like the the tight ends worked on the jug machine, the offensive line were they were throwing medicine balls at each other. So I just we saw a small part of it. We saw a, a small part of it. But yeah, Thorne, I think we only saw one series of today. Jordan Williams asks. How's the quarterback battle looking? You know, going into today, I hadn't really heard a whole lot uh, about Robbie actually getting reps with the ones. And this is talking to folks that are there for the entire practice, not just this 30-minute window. And so it looks like today, as you can see on, on the live right now, that uh, that Robbie Ashford is throwing with the ones. Um, so there we go. Actually, I think right here, this may be with the twos. I think that is with the twos. I'm not positive. Yeah, because Nick Marner's not in. So, but still, he he got plenty of reps with the ones today, which is something that was good. Kyle asked, so Thorne was third today. I guess technically, yeah, because there's the way that they've been handling this is there's been two quarterbacks rotating with the ones and then a quarterback rotating in with the twos and then a third string, which has been Hank Brown this entire time, rotating with that third group. And the way that works is it's first team, second team, first team, third team. So the first team guys are getting twice as many reps while still rotating in and out with other players. So that's kind of the thought process because the other 10 guys, with the exception of running back. So the other nine guys outside of quarterback and running back, they tend to be the same with the exception of, of the guys I mentioned earlier. Jeremiah Wright came in at left guard. There could have been other substitution guys, but I looked and I didn't see any. So, um, I'm not certainly reporting this, but that was what I took away from this practice earlier today. My mother asked, when do we get orange helmets? I hope never. I hope never. I love everything about Auburn, but like orange is not the strength of our color scheme. I said it. I said it. The blue pants, so I'm all about the blue pants. 
Robert asks, is JD Rim healthy for the start of the season? I'm not positive. Um, but we've seen him out there. I'm pretty sure we've seen him out there. Cade asks, Holden, has Holden been rotating with the ones the whole camp? As far as we can tell, yes. And I should have gotten video of it, but after after they did stretches, all the quarterbacks and the running backs, it was the eight quarterbacks and eight running backs. They were kind of all paired up and they were kind of doing rollout stuff and throwing to the outside of the field to the opposing running backs and then handing it to the quarterback they were paired to going back and forth. And I just tell you what, holding Gariner's ball, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback of the group, and he might be, but I'm not, I'm not saying that he is. But the way he throws the football, it's as smooth as silk, man. It is a beautiful, beautiful ball. And I think that's something that we all kind of expected and we're a little shocked when we didn't see that in spring and now we're starting to see it in fall. Um, so, yeah, props to props to Holden Garner. He's not going away, which is exactly what he needs to do in this battle. He needs to put the pressure on Peyton Thorne, on Robbie Ashford, because, look, he was kind of written out by everybody. Everybody assumed this was a Peyton and Robbie battle and Holden is... Um, Jed says it here. Holden is going to finish top two in this race. Right now, I agree with you. Right now, I certainly, certainly agree with you on that. Let's see. Reed asks, Zach, what is your take on Auburn coming in at number 39 in the coaches poll? That sounds about right. I mean, they don't deserve to be ranked, I don't think. Um, I think 39 is fine. Beat Cal, beat Texas A&M, your top 20 team. I, th I think that's fair. I think that puts you in striking range to do that, and I think that's justified. Corey asks, Mike G's relentless love for Jay Fair will be the reason Jay shines this season. Was talking to somebody else who um, goes to more of the practice that we're able to, and it sounds like Jay Fair, the Jay Fair hype is there, but you know, ironically, you know, he just dropped the pass right there and and what we're talking about. But, I mean, that's going to be kind of the thing that that we look at Auburn taking that next step. You know, can Auburn's receivers be as good as they are against air? Can they translate that against opponents? And that that's one of my two biggest concerns for this team is can the receivers compete with SEC talented defensive backs and can Auburn generate a pass rush? Those are the two things I'm most concerned about. And we're just not going to know the answer to that until a few weeks into the season. Or just not. Even if they do it at Cal, it's not good enough. They got to do it against AM. And I'm concerned. Right now, I'm picking AM to win that game. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. Colin asks, How are the offensive linemen looking? I know it's hard to get a real read on these kind of practices. Colin, I mean, I'm sure you agree with me when watching these videos here, but like they they passed the eye test to me. They passed the eye test more, I think, than any other offensive line has in recent Auburn memory, which is exciting. Um, you just look at Dylan Wade and, you know, he ran over and, and had to get his helmet after his stretches. And like, I'm standing next to the dude and he's like the shortest one. I'm like, he's just towering over all the media folks that are over there. I mean, this is a big, big group. Um, I don't think there's any question about that, but yeah, it's hard to tell until I see them pushing Jason Jones and Justin Rogers around. It's just so hard to tell. It's so hard to tell. Um, all right. A lot of orange Jersey talk. I'm glad that's still a thing. Willie asks, 
How much play time do you think Shane Hooks will receive? He's with the twos right now. He and Jair Shorter, the biggest question marks in this wide receiver room right now, in my mind, because it seems like Caleb Burton is solidly behind Jay Fair. But I'm a little surprised with how like much attention Nick Martiner has gotten with the ones. I don't say it's not deserved. I'm just I just wasn't expecting it. I thought we would see Shane Hooks and Jair Shorter kind of be thrust into that role earlier. There were a few practices or there were a few drills of the practice earlier today where Jair Shorter was making some pretty impressive catches. I mean, Jair Shorter, you talk about eye test. I mean, holy cow, that guy looks like an SEC wide receiver. And and I just like his build is what I want in a wide receiver. So I love Jair Shorter. I love Shane Hooks' tape too. Don't get me wrong. I just haven't noticed him as much as I have Jair Shorter, but Willie, we see a 30 minute window. We don't see the entire thing. So it just kind of, just kind of varies. Benjamin asked, what does Steven Sings look like? Does he pass the eye test? So <laughs> how do I say this? I think Steven Sings and like Jalen McLeod, they all look similar to me. All that they have a type, right? With these Jack linebackers, they're all these very well-built human beings, very muscular, ready to hit you, which is awesome. Very, very athletic. You can tell they're fast. You can tell they move well. The issue to me with Steven Sings is tape. You look at Jalen McLeod's tape, and it's like, yes, that's great. Steven Sings, like, he looks smaller to me as far as just general size. And so I don't really know like what his role is because if I'm a defense, I'm running at him. I'm, I just am. And I don't think he's a good enough pass rusher to really warrant anything. So does he pass the eye test? Yes. But to me, I, I just kind of question what Steven Sings can do at, at this level. Um, because at Liberty, like, he was fine. He was solid. But I don't think he was an elite pass rusher. And I do kind of worry about that carrying over to some extent at the next level. Reed asking, what do you predict would be the number one storyline coming out of the scrimmage this coming Saturday? It's got to be whoever does the best at quarterback. That's, I mean, I know that's a boring cliche answer, Reed, but I, I think it's all about the quarterbacks. Now that Jarquez is back at practice, it goes all the attention goes back to the quarterbacks. Then it probably should, right? I mean, we want to to put what Hugh Freeze said into action, like the pressure. They want to put pressure on these quarterbacks. And if you're a starting quarterback for Auburn, you're going to have a lot of pressure on you. So, Reed, I think it's going to be everybody clamoring for all these reports, and we will have them here. Don't you worry. Daryl and I are going to do a morning after show. So Sunday morning, we will have as much info about the scrimmage as we can possibly get, and we will drop all of that content Sunday morning for you, 7 a.m. Central Time. Rusty asking about the defensive line. How do we look there? We look big, Rusty. The guys look big. I mean, that certainly was the focus of the, um, you know, the, of the transfer portal acquisitions through that. I mean, you already had Jason Jones, who looks great. Zakevius Walker transformed his body. He looks outstanding. But then you go out and get Justin Rogers from Kentucky, the former five-star. You go out and get Messiah Nasili Kite from Maryland, who can play multiple uh, positions. And then you go out and get, um, did I already say Lawrence Johnson? But you go out and get all these dudes. It's like they look the part. They look big. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is going to be availability for some of these guys. And hopefully that turns into production. My biggest question is not stopping the run for this defense, despite the questions at linebacker. It's pass rush. And we talked about how big all of these dudes are. 
I don't love any of them as a pass rusher. The only player on this team that I like as a pass rusher is Jalen McLeod. Maybe Marcus Harris. But if you double-team Marcus Harris, I just don't feel good about him winning those battles. So it's just, it's tough. That's a tough question to ask. But they're big. They're certainly big. Um, Go War Eagle asking about the defensive backs. I have not watched them a ton because, like, when we get into practice, we're able to watch the offense do 11 on air. You can't really do that with the defense. They're not really doing that on the other side of the field. They're doing drills and things like that. And I just... I feel like watching the offense is more uh, is more valuable, but I trust that the defensive backfield will be very, very good. AJ asking, which skill set player is a dark horse to break out this season? I'll say Jair Shorter. I mean, I think Jair Shorter could be really, really good at wide receiver. Um, I'll do one on offense, one on defense. On defense. On defense, I'll go with a linebacker. I'll go with Austin Keys. I'll go with Austin Keys on uh, on defense. Leighton asks, "Do you believe Shane Hooks catches ten passes this season?" I think so. I think Auburn has several guys that catch ten uh, ten passes this season. Wyndham asks, "Who would you say our best overall player is?" That is tough. Probably DJ James. I will say DJ James on that. DJ James and then, ah, <laughs> uh, man. DJ James, then probably, probably Jarquez Hunter. Probably Jarquez Hunter. Madden asked, how was Jarquez Hunter's demeanor and attitude? Looked like he was having fun. In fact, we're working on getting a gallery up right now. It may already be up um, on AuburnDaily.com, but there's several of him stretching and smiling and having a good time. It seemed like he was glad to be back out there. So I would say his demeanor was good. I would say his demeanor was good. You could tell he was excited to be back out. And he's, he seems like a genuinely happy guy anyway, but good, uh, good for him. James asks, Zach, which quarterback, in your opinion, will be able to handle overall pressure from the defense? Are you talking about like a pass rush, James? I'm going to assume that that's what you're asking. And I think there's two ways to answer this. I think one is you answer it with poise, and that is going to the guy with the most experience and a guy who's used to having a terrible offensive line, and that is Peyton Thorne. His offensive line at Michigan State last year was awful. It was dreadful. And the other way to answer that question is Robbie Ashford because he's mobile enough to escape um, escape potential pressure if if he's presented with that. So, James, I think there's two ways to answer that question. But I would say I would say Holden is probably third on that list. Either way, you answer it. <laughs> Jonathan asks. If Charlie Five's in a bromance with Fairweather, who is yours? DJ James. Always Auburn's number one corner. Always the top corner. I'm a corner guy. What can I say? What can I say? All right, we'll go for a few more minutes, guys. Get your questions or, or predictions or thoughts on camp in, and we'll uh, we'll wrap up in a in a few minutes. But we'll um we'll go to about 25, 26 minutes here. 
But all in all, the biggest takeaways, if you're just joining us, if you're just joining us, the, the biggest takeaways, in my opinion, were Dark West Hunter is back, which is exciting. And then with him back, we still saw a similar rotation in the first and second team. It didn't matter which team was in. You saw the same kind of rotation of running backs, which could be what we see in, in the actual games this fall. Robbie Ashford, Holden Gurner with the, were with the ones. Peyton Thorne was with the twos. Hank Brown remained with that third team, which I think we'll see Hank stay there probably for another two years or so until it's his turn to compete for a job. But I think that's it. Steve Johnson asked Zach, does Cobb gain 500 plus yards this year? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to that. Just because I think he's going to be, he may be fourth on the team as far as running back touches go. Because I think Batsy will get more touches. Maybe not carries, but I think he'll get more touches than Cobb. So yeah, I'll say he's fourth. I can't see, I can't see him getting over 500 yards with that. Unless he just breaks one. You know, if you get a 60-yard run in there or something, that certainly helps. But it's impossible to predict that. Uh, Clay Sharp asking if the bromance is the baby goat. It could be, Clay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Everybody call Henry Service Company for all your heating and air issues. Uh, Solomon asks... Do you think we have one stud receiver or do you think it's spread out through multiple guys? I think it's spread out unless a guy really emerges and they don't have a whole lot of time to emerge until that happens. So if it were to be a guy like Jerry air shorter or Shane hooks, which is kind of what we talked about over the course of the summer, if it was one of those guys kind of feel like we'd hear more the, the receiver you're hearing the most about right now is Jay fair. And as much as I love Jay Fair and I love the slot receiver, that's not really that's not really where you get a lot of that production from. And I could be wrong. He could be exceptional. But I think you could be an exceptional wide receiver and you still not be labeled as that stud receiver. As you still usually have to let the offense come to you. So uh, Fairweather could break out, but I have a hard time seeing a 1,000-yard receiver on this team. And when you say stud receiver, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, could a, could the, does Auburn have anybody... That could be on you know that thousand yard receiver list, and I don't think so. So, all right, I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Please click that subscribe button. Please like the video and leave a comment. Not a live chat note, but a comment would go a long way in helping support the channel. Have a fantastic day, everyone. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.